I've been watching enough NFL football, enough playoff football to know that that divisional round, that was something very, very special. And even the old folks, the the more seasoned pundits and consumers out there, even they're saying that was one for the ages. It's the podcast, Pete Forsey, quite the divisional round, um, one for three or one for four, I should say. One and three record on Pete's picks. And that means that we got chaos in the league, um, surprise endings in the league, and I couldn't be more for it. I am not in the business of just wanting to be right all the time. I definitely root for the surprise, the unpredictable. And that's what we got to get to here on episode 72 of the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. You know, the thing with the Chiefs, them being in the playoffs and now their fourth consecutive AFC championship game, some of these playoff games, uh, they're going to, you know, years down the line kind of blend together. Even pre-Mahomes in 2018 when he took over, Alex Smith was still taking the team to the playoffs um, under Andy Reid's watch. They got a lot of playoff football there. And, you know, soon it's just going to be like, Hard to remember all of these games that take place. But this one, this was one that maybe will stand alone. It was a classic. The last five minutes of that football game, just punch for punch uh, by the offenses. And, you know, Mahomes got the ball last, uh, both in regulation and in overtime. Obviously, they were the only team to have the ball. And I know a lot of people are up in arms on that one. You know... The, the Bills did everything but win this game, as the saying goes. But I can't help but think, because I'm not really in the business that, oh, is Mahomes better than Allen and this shows that? No, I mean, they, they both went, you know, punch for punch here. It, it was a great game on both sides of the ball at the quarterback position. I think really what happened here is... You know, they, they, they got a fortuitous defense in front of them, the, the, the Chiefs' offense. That was just nonsense. Uh, Sean McDermott, in the most important moments of the game, he, he played it safe. He, he did not dial up pressure, and that allowed Tyreek Hill uh, to get a big chunk play and then next the, the throw by Kelsey. So really... He played it safe. I don't think it's a shortcoming in coaching. Sean McDermott, high-level guy. It was just the one time you you couldn't mess up, and Mahomes hit it. Allen, on the other side of the ball, when he saw an opening, when he saw a weakness, he hit it. Uh, uh, Gabriel Davis, uh, or or Davis Gabriel, he's one of those guys, I can't remember which is the first name. Four touchdowns? I mean, he saw a weakness with, with Matthew out of the game, and he hit it. What I'm gathering from this game, though, is that there's going to be a huge psychological barrier. Huge psychological barrier, much like Alabama and Georgia. Georgia upended Alabama, so that's no more, and it's one of the more fascinating things to watch uh, in sports, in my opinion. The Bills now will have this mental hurdle to to jump over, and that's beating the Kansas Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs because they, they, they haven't done it yet. Not with this cast of characters. And you have 13 seconds on the scoreboard. 13 seconds. And you can't get it done. Man, is that a a, a grueling way to lose. And you have to think, if you're the Buffalo players that are going to be returning, 
if we can't hold on for 13 seconds, can we ever beat these guys? And again, it's not even a question of talent. It's not a question of scheme or coaching. It's just, man, oh man, for 60 minutes, can we do it? It's belief at this point. Pure belief. And I think heading into the 2022 season, this might be one of the more uh, fascinating headlines that I'm looking to watch. Because Mahomes and the Chiefs, um, yeah, they, they have the it factor. They have the skill. They have the coaching. They have everything. I don't think this you know puts them a notch above by any means uh, over Buffalo. Um, other than that, you know, maybe maybe they do have that that uh, that belief that Buffalo doesn't have. But really, it's it's just a product of the loss. So outstanding game, outstanding finish. Uh, let's get to the other games from this divisional round. So before the classic at Arrowhead, we had Tampa Bay and Los Angeles. 27-3, the Rams went up. It looked like all but over at this point in time. But then Tom Brady and the Buccaneers get back into the game to tie it 27-all. Cooper Cup, of course, gets the connection from Stafford uh, late in the fourth on what looks like to be a, uh, a, a miscommunication by the Tampa Bay defense believe it was later uh, clarified from the players and coaching staff. So they win 30 to 27. It was an entertaining game from just a circus of failures in protecting the football. Sean McVay kind of took his foot off the gas a little bit. Then the center, I know he had a botched snap that went over Stafford's head. There was a fumble by Brady, an interception by Brady, uh, two fumbles uh, by Cam Akers, and, and they all proved to be not costly, but it, they were pivotal moments in the game, and that allowed uh, the comeback to happen. So credit to Tampa Bay, uh, credit to Los Angeles. They came back, and they held on, respectively. This was a game that I think you know Tampa Bay is lucky that they were even able to be in it with the way the uh, right tackle was protecting Brady. He was getting pressured. Um, I, I think it had to have been like 30%. Uh, of the dropbacks, and it became a dropback game because they could not hand off the ball to Leonard Fournette pretty much from uh, mid-second quarter until the end of the ball game. And, and this is the difference between having a healthy roster and not having a healthy roster. The the Buccaneers came in with uh, a whiteout group that was, you know, left left a lot to be desired, and obviously the the offensive tackle was out for that game too, and, and defensively their cornerbacks. Um, they, they've been injured all season. Whereas with the Rams, you know, they're coming together at just the right time. They might be the favorites to win the Super Bowl as we head into the conference championship weekend. That's the story of this game. Along with the fact that the Buccaneers were very oddly flat, just, just no juice, no energy until, you know, maybe the second quarter. And it's, it's hard to fathom after you win a wild card game that the team that played in the first round is is flat. I mean, both these teams played in the first round, but the fact that you would not have energy and be ready to play a, a team that uh, you already lost to at home and have the chance to, to redeem yourself, very, very strange. But one team was healthy, one was not, uh, and one played four quarters while the other didn't. So the Buccaneers, they are eliminated, rightfully so, and now the Rams have the opportunity to host back-to-back games, and win the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. 
So we know on Sunday that Patrick Mahomes won, uh, as well as Matthew Stafford. And on Saturday, uh, Joe Burrow won. And this weekend, you could point to the fact that if you have a top-notch quarterback, if you have that elite tier, you can go punch for punch, throw for throw in this league. Uh, Josh Allen, even though he took the L, uh, you know, showcased that. However, I'm not ready to kill the Ryan Tannehills of the world. He had a bad game on Saturday. He threw three interceptions while Joe Burrow protected the football and took chances, deep chances, and connected, and his team won the game. They set up the field goal for their fifth-round pick uh, from this year's draft. They are going on to the conference championship game. This was an incident, in my opinion, that you can always have the the right game plan, the right roster, the right scheme in place. But if you allow the star quarterback 30 minutes to possess the football, you're going to lose the game. Go back and look at all the wins and losses in the playoffs. If the star quarterback, elite, great, whatever you want to call it, franchise guy, top five guy, if you give them 30 minutes of possession, they will win. They will win. Even when you take nine sacks for 86 yards, it didn't make sense to me that Cincinnati won. I thought they had a chance. I recorded uh, late last week, and I said, you know, they really have momentum. I like what they are doing here. Joe Burrow's playing out of his mind. I ultimately did not go with them. And if you told me the box score from this game, I would say, my gosh, that is bananas that the Bengals won. But once I would get down to 30 minutes of possessing the football, I I think you have a really good chance of winning, even with those nine sacks. Because when you play 30 minutes of defense or more in this league in 2021, you are screwed. You are screwed. Several, you know, costly uh, positional sacks from Joe Burrow. Zach Taylor, not his best game, calling pass protection and helping Joe Burrow out. Yet they had the ball for 30 minutes. Uh, Ryan Tannehill and the Titans, they did not do their job. Uh, three big costly turnovers. This game, biggest takeaway for me is that you have got to possess the football and you have got to play fewer than 30 minutes on defense. The Saturday evening game, Packers 49ers. We got to see A-Rod. He was, uh, <laughs> he was dancing to stay warm as we saw in the Fox broadcast. Uh, probably the stunner of the weekend. Aaron Rodgers goes down. Uh, Matt LaFleur, his flaws, Rodgers' flaws, on full display on Saturday night. Matt LaFleur, he doesn't coach a, a, a well-rounded, disciplined, tough football team. He He's a player's coach. Players like him. They like playing for him. It doesn't mean that they're a well-coached team. I know that they've won a lot of games. Best record, three years in NFL History to start a career, Matt LaFleur. I, I get all that. He also has number 12, one of the, the greatest ever, some argue the greatest ever, to play the quarterback position. So I think it has band-aided a lot of uh, of his wounds that he puts out there as, as an NFL coach. And special teams, maybe the worst special teams performance in NFL history. Blocked punt, blocked field goal, um, and, and there was the 36-yard punt uh, from the Packers, a punter, and three major gaffes that really pivoted the game and allowed the 49ers to, to stay in it. You combine that 
with the refusal to force feed the ball to anybody but Devontae Adams and and, uh, Aaron Jones and just sling the ball around the field and you get a Packers loss. The, The play calling was abysmal. Absolutely abysmal. You had a huge speed advantage in that football game. The corners have sucked all year long. I said it last week. Make it a track meet. They cannot hang with you. And their toughness and their physicality, it will be rendered moot in this game. LaFleur not recognizing what the defense is allowing him to do. I thought it was awful. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, his flaw is that he he's big on not taking chances. He rather just sling the pill uh, to one guy and get the ball to his best players. And it's served him well over the years, but it, he, he doesn't trust some guys to, to make plays, but you have to do that and play off football. Look at anybody on, on the other games this weekend. Patrick Mahomes is getting the ball, um, obviously in the critical moments to, to Kelsey and Hill. But throughout the game, you also see Pingle or a Pringle contribute. Um, Gabriel Davis, Josh Allen got four touchdowns from that guy because he saw an advantage. Tom Brady always had the unsung hero, a part of the football game with the Patriots. So, you know, Rodgers just doesn't seem to be willing to do that. Once he... Once you're in his doghouse, you are in his doghouse. And, you know, you're going to have to realize at some point that you need those guys to help win the game. But, you know, the the pack are are going home once again. And we look at the future of Aaron Rodgers, and he's once again saying that he may not want to play football. I call baloney. I think he knows he's coming back. But, again, he starts this drama process that he likes to go down. Uh, But we'll see where he ends up. Uh, once the rumors really start swirling here in the offseason. But LaFleur, Rodgers, their flaws, we saw them on Saturday night. I think one of the uh, secondary takeaways, other than that, they weren't ready to play, is that Tampa Bay had some uh, some strife in the building this year. And that, that's that's a little bit surprising. Um, you, know, you would think motivated and the opportunity, maybe not to be a dynasty, but anytime you have a chance to have back-to-back Super Bowls. You would think collectively most of the bunch is, is going to be motivated uh, to, to, to repeat. Uh, but, you know, there's some people that that rest on their laurels a little bit, and, and once you get that parade, maybe you are, you know, taking more days off, skipping workouts, not as dialed in in practice, and that's something that, you know, Brady, you know, he has no tolerance for. He has always been very, very exceptional, and this is him and Belichick where they come into play. They are so good at resetting every single time. They love the challenge of continued success. It it is unparalleled. It it is truly something to behold, and there's rumors out there that really there's no actual substance to it that Tom Brady might retire, and it's why I ultimately do not think he's hanging up. I don't think he's ending on this loss I think he does want to have the chance to go out playing in a Super Bowl game, maybe not winning the Super Bowl, but if he gets to another one, his 11th, um, I think he, he definitely wants that shot. And he's still playing at an MVP level, still enjoys it. And the Buccaneers, while they're going to have some more challenges with their next roster, it's still going to be a pretty doggone good roster, and he's got a shot 
um, you know, to, to get his team back there. Now, Bruce Arians is the wild card in all this. This guy is always, you know, in a bad state health-wise. He's got this injury uh, with his Achilles, I believe it is. He's going to have to have off-season surgery. He's got his ring. He may not care about, you know, this continued success thing. He, he's been in the NFL a long time. He's got his Super Bowl ring as a head coach, and he, he really is into elevating his staff and, and getting them future jobs. So maybe it's a situation where he retires and that comes out in the next couple of days and one of these coordinators on staff, whether it's Bulls or Leftwich, maybe they get elevated or maybe there is a different succession plan in place. Um, because, you know, as Al Michael said on the on the broadcast, I feel like he's always getting uh, an, an EKG for his health. So, you know, he's the wild card in this. I think that Tom Brady does want to continue playing because he wants to go out on a Super Bowl, and I could definitely see that happening as soon as next year. So the rumor was basically confirmed. Sean Payton is open for business. The Saints owner spoke today. I think it was, I don't think it was an NFL event, uh, but the Benson family, the lady, she had confirmed that they have no idea what Sean Payton's going to do. So he's pretty much announced to the rest of the NFL world, hey, might take a year or might be ready to go as soon as 2022 to coach your squad because it's run its course here in New Orleans. There's been so many rumblings throughout the years that it's been pretty clear that he's open to you know leaving the Saints. Uh, I, I think he has coached his last game uh, in New Orleans because you look at the situation with no quarterback, you got to deal with the cap space that is always continuous, and there's a lot of guys up for contracts, so there will be tough decisions to be made, and he may not be included in all of those. And they got Michael Thomas and that fiasco uh, with him returning this year after delaying uh, his procedure to, to get back and healthy and on the football field. So he's looking at it like, you know, a lot of this is out of my hands. Uh, a lot of this is in a bad state, and I've been here for 10 years. And we all know that Bill Parcells, prescribed to that 10 years and out rule. He, he did it several places, and he was really the, the true believer in this building model. Um, he, he's had these principles passed down because he was willing to go from place to place. And Sean Payton, may, maybe he's the next head coach to be doing that. When it's all said and done, maybe he'll be the guy that's you know gotten three different franchises uh, to Super Bowls or, you know, at minimum, the, the playoffs here. So with that being said, Dallas Cowboys, you better be working the phones. I mean, how many first-round picks is Sean Payton worth? I know Mike McCarthy, he's getting, you know, he's getting a lot of shade right now and he hasn't done a great job. He's not a, you know, D or or F letter grade coach. You know, he, he's a C-plus to, to B coach, B-plus when he's on his game. But Sean Payton would be an A-plus. So, yeah, when those are available, you go for them, especially if they have ties to your building. I, I'm just trying to think of a trade right now and how it would work, but I, I would give up three first-round picks to the Saints for Sean Payton because if you get lesser talent in the building, whether it's via draft or free agency or whatever, he can coach those guys up. He's prepared so many different quarterbacks. Jameis Winston, Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, he's even had as his signal caller. I mean, he he can definitely do that at other spots of the roster. Think about all the wide receivers. 
uh, that have been no names, that have made plays and big-time catches and big-time games. Sean Payton, absolutely three first-round picks. Jerry Jones, get it done. Appreciate everybody listening. Go ahead, subscribe, share with your friends. We're on all mediums where you get your podcasts. Um, and, and we're going to be coming at you again later on this week to talk about conference championship, Hall of Fame ballot, too much going on. We're going to do another episode. So appreciate everybody listening and smashing the play button. Tell your friends about it, though, and we will see you guys later on this week.